Oklahoma State may not have made the NCAA tournament, but don't put winning the NIT past them. I'm Matt Jordan. Welcome into the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And Oklahoma State basketball is on to the Elite Eight, the quarterfinals of the NIT tournament after they were named the number one overall seed after being just one team out of the tournament. But uh, a a scary win against Youngstown State and then a very, I I would call it, dominating win against Eastern Washington. They really controlled that game from about the 12-minute mark in the first half on. They are on to North Texas, back at home, as they take on the Mean Green of North Texas in that Elite Eight matchup. Oklahoma State hasn't made the Final Four of the NIT since 1944. They won national titles in 45 and 46, uh, the two years after that Final Four of the NIT. And I honestly think an NIT championship is worth celebrating. And their argument could be made that... It's almost more enjoyable to watch the Cowboys work their way through the NIT, potentially winning the NIT championship, than it would have been to see them play in the first four and, say, lose to an Arizona State or uh, lose to a Pitt uh, or lose to one of those other teams that could have been the potential play-in games. Or maybe they would have gotten a 10 seed and, and lost to a 7, like a Michigan State. So... You know, it, it's almost the argument could be made, and, and obviously making the NCAA tournament is very important, but the argument could be made the other way that getting to see the Cowboys play, getting to see a guy like Caleb Boone, a senior that has been there for four years, growing through the program, getting to see him play in more games despite it not being in the NCAA tournament is almost just as valuable. And uh, I actually went to their game against Eastern Washington, uh, a 71-60 win. They were on the road for their first game of the NIT tournament. Before we get to the Eastern Washington game, let's talk about the game against Youngstown State. Now, due to conflict with, I believe, wrestling, the Big 12 wrestling tournament, they had to go to Youngstown State to play the Penguins as the number one overall seed. They didn't even get to host. Coming into that game, Oklahoma State was 0-6 on the road in NIT games. So history did not favor the Cowboys, and honestly, the game opened uh, like history wasn't going to favor. They were down four at halftime, 37-33. They trailed down to the uh, last five or so minutes of that game against Youngstown State. But despite an Caleb Boone had two points, a lot of the other players really stepped up uh, for them. Five Cowboys scored in double digits. Ben Smith led all scorers with 13. Asbury had 11. Bryce Thompson with 11. And off the bench, Williams added 11 as well. And uh, J.M. Dub had nine himself. Uh, John Michael Wright with nine. So at uh, how the Cowboys played against Youngstown State, it was a tough matchup. Uh, Cohill for the Penguins scored 25 points, really leading the charge for them, and to 27 in the second half to capture. All over Twitter, a lot of uh, Oklahoma State fans worried about how that game was going to go, and you know we did maybe deserve to be in the. And then at the end, 
people were like, ah, no, uh, Oklahoma State, uh, Oklahoma State's better uh, than this Youngstown State team, despite even having to go on the road. And I talked, uh, I think it was in the last episode of the podcast, you couldn't go out and you lose your first game of the NIT. It would really just show that, hey, maybe we didn't belong in the NCAA tournament. You win the NIT, and I think you really have a case. You could really make a case for yourself to say, hey, we we were the number one overall seed. We won the NIT. You probably should have put us in the tournament, and maybe we could have put up more of a fight than some of the other teams that got put in over us, uh, us being Oklahoma State. So looking at the Cowboys game against Eastern Washington, like I said, I was at this game. Uh, very, very fun game to watch. Uh, it, it was close early. Uh, I want to say oh, first eight to ten minutes, really kind of a back-and-forth affair as the other out. But it was Bryce Thompson uh, who would really take over in this game. Goes 8 of 16, shot over 50% from three-point land, was 6 for 11. He led all scorers with 22 points. Smith, a back-to-back double-digit double scorings for him with 11. Uh, J.M. Dub had 11 himself. Cissé had 7. 5 from Asbury. 9 off the bench from Williams. And Caleb Boone, who battling sickness a little bit, only played about 12 minutes, had 6 points in those 12 minutes. But a very... Uh, interesting game to watch, a very entertaining game to watch in Oklahoma State versus Eastern Washington, and it was one that really at home they kind of there was moments they definitely fed off the crowd and they really kind of took control of that game in the latter half of the first half and really into the second half, leading by as many as fourteen at one point actually should have covered. It's kind of a funny deal. They were 11.5 point favorites. Dave Portnoy even tweeted about this. 11.5 points favorites. They're up 14. They let the shot clock run out. There was like 43 seconds left maybe, and the sh- they let the shot clock run out, and they give Eastern Washington the ball back. 13 seconds. Nothing really matters. Uh, one of the players for Eastern Washington, held it. He looked over at his coach, was like, can I shoot this three? The coach said no. They're up 14. Oklahoma State's up 14. The coach said no. He pumps three times, and then he fires the three, and he hits it at the buzzer to make a 14-point game go to an 11-point game. So if you bet Oklahoma State to cover their 11.5-point spread, you failed. That was a bad beat. But Dave Portnoy, who tweeted, the Barstool guy, he said that he won his bet. He he picked Eastern Washington to cover, and he went from anger to jubilation because of that three, um, which made made them cover the eleven and spread. So kind of a funny uh, funny note there in that game. Uh, that just kind of you know just a little little thing to to take note of. But Cowboys take on North Texas, the Mean Green, uh, next here for Oklahoma State and. Uh, uh, a big win, two big wins, really. They they dominated Alcorn State, State 75-55, and uh, they came in North Texas as the two seed. So it is a one versus two. They're 26-7 and seven on the year. And looking at some notable games, they got absolutely destroyed by St. Mary's, a tournament team, 63-33. to 33. Uh, They did beat Grand Canyon, 60-58, two-point win over Grand Canyon, who did make the tournament because they won their conference. Uh, they had a loss to FAU, 
uh, 50 to 46. Close game against an FAU team that's now in the Sweet 16. And uh, uh, another matchup, another four point loss against FAU, 66 62. And outside of those games, uh, there's not really anything of note on this North Texas schedule. So not a lot of tough matchups, and I really think uh, the size and athleticism is going to uh, be a factor in this game. Now, North Texas, oddly enough, is led by a guy that I am very familiar with. Uh, they're led by Tyler Perry. Now, Tyler Perry, um, for those of you who don't know, I work in radio in Coffeyville, Kansas. Uh, Coffeyville has a community college, Coffeyville Community College. Tyler Perry was here at Coffeyville two seasons ago. Tyler Perry led Coffeyville Community College Red Ravens to a national championship. I was here. I went and watched that game. I called a couple of the games that Perry played in. Uh, and so I know Perry very well. So it's an interesting matchup. Perry playing Oklahoma State, my the team, of course, I am a fan of. But uh, Perry, a great guy, very talented player. Uh, was excited to see him continue his career at North Texas. Actually won conference player of the year this year for North Texas. And so if Oklahoma State can control Perry, then they can win this game. And I think the athleticism, the difference in athleticism is going to be critical here because Oklahoma State with between uh, John Michael Wright, Cisse, Bryce Thompson, and hopefully Caleb Boone is healthy. He's been dealing with some illness. They are more athletic than this North Texas team. And that was really the difference in the Eastern Washington game. Oklahoma State was the more athletic team, and that's what caused them to get the pick up the victory over Eastern Washington. So controlling Tyler Perry is the big critical part here for the Cowboys in beating this North Texas team and getting to the Final Four. But uh, I, I will have to admit, I would be I wouldn't be the saddest to see Perry move on with North Texas. Obviously, I want Oklahoma State to win. I predict Oklahoma State to win. But kind of a cool avenue uh, where a guy that I, I watched play college, watched the, the college I cover, help them win a national championship, was the best player on that national championship team for junior college, now getting a chance to play my favorite team and the team I cover in the Oklahoma State Cowboys. So interesting to watch coming up, and then if they win that one, uh, looking at the bracket, they would face the winner of Oregon and Wisconsin. Uh, so that, that that's an interesting to watch as well. Oregon is the one seed on their part of the tournament, 19 and 14. Wisconsin, the two seed in there, 17 and 14. So two battles of one versus two and one versus two. On the other side of the NIT bracket. Rutgers, who was another team that a lot of people thought should have made the tournament, got upset in OT, 88-86, against Hofstra. So Rutgers got bounced. Cincy, a potential, or not potential, but form, uh, future, that's the word I'm looking for, future Big 12 team will take on Utah Valley for a chance to advance to the Final Four, and then UAB takes on Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt came into this 20-14 and 14 out of the SEC. UAB had a good season. They were 25-9. and nine. So that is a 4 versus 2. So the one seed on the opposite side of the NIT, both were eliminated. Uh, 
Moorhead State upset Clemson. So the two eight seeds on the other side of the tournament won, and then the one seeds in Oklahoma State and Oregon on Oklahoma State's side of the bracket uh, won their game. So you're looking at ones and twos on one side of the bracket facing off in the Final Four, and you're looking at uh, a four, uh, seven, a four, and a two. So a little bit different. Two sides of the bracket look very different, but Oklahoma State getting set tech on North Texas, and again, I, I think that they can win that game, especially with it being in Stillwater, and I encourage the fans. I, like I said, I went to the game against Eastern Washington. I felt like the crowd was decent for spring break, for a combination of spring break, the you know, kind of everyone coming back, and it being on a Sunday. Now, I want to see so many more fans at this game on Tuesday night uh, it is free for students to get into. So it should be packed, and it should be loud, like old-school loud Gallagher-Iba, like I know Gallagher-Iba can get and help the Cowboys pick up the win against North Texas by giving them full-on home court advantage, and then they'll go to the uh, Orleans Arena to take on the Final Four and the NIT champion if they are to get to that point. So pack GIA Make it loud and uh, cheer on the Cowboys in what is hoped to be a victory against North Texas. We'll pivot a bit to the girls' side of basketball. And unfortunately, the girls did not unfortunately, they made the tournament, but unfortunately, they lost in the first round of the tournament to Miami. It was a tough one for the Cowgirls. Scored 42 to 24 in the second half and lost by one 62-61. They had a commanding lead. They were up 37 to 20 heading into half and just kind of collapsed down the stretch. Uh 16 points for Haley Cavender. I know if you're familiar with the Cavender twins. She is one of two Cavender twins. They're fairly TikTok famous and NIL. There was some controversy with them possibly being suspended. It's a whole big deal. I'm not going to get into it. But she led the way. Haley Cavender did with 16. Uh, four Miami starters scored in double digits. But Oklahoma State, unfortunately, falls in that one. Um but I don't think you could say it was a disappointing season for J.C. Hoyt. First year for the Cowgirls, got them a lot farther making the tournament than anyone, I think, expected. So congrats to Hoyt. Tough loss to end the season, but hey, uh, I think uh, future is bright for Cowgirl basketball with, with Coach Hoyt. So we'll stick with the Cowgirls, but move on to softball now. And the Cowgirls continue uh, their hot start to the season. Still just two losses on the year. They're now 25-2, and two, and they have now won seven straight games. And three of their wins this weekend at the OSU Mizuno Classic were shutouts. A 1-0 shutout against ranked Arizona State. A 4-0 shutout against a very good Central Florida team that has received some votes. A 6-0 shutout against Minnesota. And then a 9-4 win against UCF in their second game against UCF. And actually, uh, interesting enough, the worst performance of the weekend pitching-wise went to Kelly Maxwell. And that is back-to-back kind of weekend slates where the worst pitching performance of the weekend 
was Kelly Maxwell. Now, it did not get Oklahoma State. They they won that game 9-4. They had to come back. They were down 3-1 at one point, and then uh, the home run ball kind of started popping for the Cowgirls a bit. But, uh, but yeah, Kelly Maxwell has the, the work two weekends in a row, and uh, I still think that if you're looking at a weekend s- series, which now that we're into that part of the season, we're kind of through all the little uh, early season tournaments, and we'll, we'll get into Big 12 play. Um, but if your worst pitcher of the weekend is Kelly Maxwell, I think the Cowgirls are going to be in a good spot. And I say worst weekend. I mean, Maxwell just gave up four runs in that game. Uh, but looking at uh, some of the other performances from from players uh, on on the weekend, pitching-wise, for the Cowgirls, uh, Kyra Acock had another great outing. Uh, she's now 7-0 and on the season. And then in the game against Minnesota, Lexi Kilfoyle uh, had a good outing for the Cowgirls. Of course, Acock's... Uh, shutout victory came against UCF and then Kilfoyle who is now 6 and 1 uh, she she had a great outing with the shutout uh, in that game against Minnesota and uh, not to be too hard on Maxwell she did throw a 1-0 shutout victory against uh, a very good Arizona State team and she is still undefeated on the season, I believe she's she's seven and zero. So Maxwell is still really good, but she has been the worst, uh, had the worst two outings, oddly enough, the past two weekends. Now, granted, one of those was a top five matchup against Florida State, and the other one against a, a very good UCF team. And uh, if Maxwell is your worst pitcher on a weekend, uh, you're in a good spot. Oddly enough, the Cowgirls also play uh, North Texas this week, a little midweek matchup, and then they have Baylor, uh, and Baylor now 20th ranked, they're 18-4, and four. Uh, that's their first Big 12 opponent of the uh, season, as they're about to get into big play, little midweek matchup against North Texas, then they'll head into Baylor, take on the top 20 Bears, as uh, it'll be interesting getting into Big 12 play, how things are going to work out. Cowgirls look great. Obviously, they're the second-best team in the country. They're the second-best team in the Big 12 because the two best teams in in the nation all both reside in Oklahoma. You have University of Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Uh, sticking with the diamond, things did not go so well for the Oklahoma State Cowboys baseball team as they lost uh, their first game, ending their 12-game win streak, their their first game in a, in a stretch of games as uh, they went on the road to take on Texas Tech Lubbock. It was a 22-versus-12 matchup, and uh, they lost in extra innings 8-7, to and then they bounced back, win that game, game 2, 9-4, and then absolutely shellacked in the second game, 12-1, a 7-inning loss. They got run-ruled in that one. So kind of a rough weekend, losing a close one on, on Friday, winning on Saturday, and then losing to Texas Tech, but uh, still have won 13 of their last 15. Now 16-5 and five on the season, and uh, as we're into Big 12 play, they'll have a little break. They'll take on Wichita State, a little midweek matchup against Wichita State, and then they also get set to take on Baylor. They will play the Bears this weekend, three-game series, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, against the Baylor Bears. So look to see Oklahoma State bounce back. They're back at home, which they have been very good at home this year. Uh, 13-1, and just one loss uh, in Stillwater. 
and so look to bounce back against Baylor. That tough outing against Texas Tech looked good to start. Juwan Watts-Brown, the transfer, uh, gave up just two runs through four innings, but Texas Tech blew it open with a 10-run fifth to win 12-1. Oklahoma State scored the first run of the day on a Minham single, uh, but, uh, yeah, Texas Tech really got to Jawan Watts-Brown, uh, chased him in the fifth after a really good first four innings. And, and Brown actually, you know, line looked pretty good um, up until he kind of got blown open a bit. Gave up those those four earned runs, eight runs total, and four more runs coming uh, for Michael Benzer. Uh, but had seven strikeouts up until that point, went four and two-thirds innings, threw 100 pitches, and just kind of fell apart. That's kind of been the M.O. for Brown uh, in this season, uh, you know, in, in some of his games. He's good through the order the first two times, and then it's, there's like a little chink in the armor, and he's not been able, uh, very well able to bounce back uh, when a team starts to figure him out a little bit. So we'll see how that plays into the Cowboys down the stretch. Uh, they are now 1-2 and two in Big 12 play. They're 16-5 and five on the season, and uh, Texas Tech now 18-4 and four, and 2-1 and one in Big 12 play as both those teams playing their first set of Big 12 series games. But Baylor coming up next for the Cowboys after a little midweek game against Wichita State. The Baylor Bears have struggled to start their season. They're just 8-12, and 12, so a good team for Oklahoma State to bounce back in Big 12 play. That's it for the Pokes Podcast. I am Matt Jordan. Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network.